Have you ever wondered what Jesus was really like? Uh, particularly as a child, I was thinking about that. What, was, what would it have been like to have had Jesus, for those of us who are parents, as your own child? Or as a brother? Or as a school friend? The Bible doesn't really tell us an awful lot about that particular stage in his life. But one of the comments that we have about Jesus comes when he was 12 years old and is recorded in Luke chapter 2. I don't know if we've got the slide coming. It's a verse you probably know, you've probably heard it a few times. Luke 2, 52, we're told Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God and all the people. Maybe hard to, uh, to imagine, but... You know, things like Jesus was not potty trained when he was born. Um, he had to go through that like just everybody else does. Uh, eventually he would have been fluent in Greek and Aramaic and some Hebrew as well, but he wasn't born being able to speak three languages. He had to learn to speak just as we do. He had to learn to walk. He made many mistakes, he broke things, he got things wrong because he was human just like you and me. The Bible tells us that Jesus was human but he was without sin but he wasn't perfect at that time. Have a look at Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 where it says, Since the children, which is you and me, have flesh and blood, he too shared their humanity he had to be made like them, fully human in every way. Fully human in every way. When we look at the humanity of Jesus, we see that he was limited. He had to grow, just like we do. We also remember that Jesus was fully God, but he had emptied himself of all his power, his glory, his knowledge, uh, those things that make the difference between being human and being God. And so that meant that Jesus was limited, just like you and me. So back to that first verse again. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God and all the people. So Jesus grew in wisdom. He wasn't always wise. He was just like any other child and he had to grow. Within the constraints of the human frame, including his human brain and a human upbringing, he had to learn to grow in wisdom. He was faced like we are with difficult choices. He needed to learn right from wrong, learning things from God's perspective rather than just a human viewpoint. We see in this story when Jesus was 12 he stayed in the temple to discuss with the religious leaders uh, when his family had begun to travel back home he didn't realize that age 12 it was very unhelpful very unloving and hugely disrespectful not to tell his parents where he was and not to travel with them Jesus wasn't perfect he had to learn he had to learn from the mistakes that he made, just like we do. Jesus also grew in stature. Uh, he grew from being a baby through childhood into adolescence. 
He had to learn to turn away from temptation, from losing his temper, from sexual temptation, from greed and jealousy. As he grew in physical stature, he had to learn the challenges that comes with having a larger, stronger, faster body, including the hormonal changes during adolescence. Part of growing in stature also included developing relationally, finding a place in his family amongst his brothers and sisters, amongst his extended family, his uncles and aunts and his cousins. John the Baptist was one of those. And as well in the wider community where he lived. He had to learn which words encouraged people and which, people, which words put people down. So just like for you and me, Jesus had to learn all these things. And then we're told that Jesus grew in favour with God and with all the people. Just as Jesus needed to learn all the skills of relating to people, he also needed to learn and grow in his relationship with God. We don't know what it was like for Jesus um, growing up knowing that God was his heavenly father or that at what stage he understood different things. At what stage did he understand that uh, he was actually God, that he had come uh, and been born in a limited human body, but one day he would return to being God being with God, with angels worshipping him, and that his job was actually to live on earth a sinless life so that he could die on the cross. I don't know, at what stage did Jesus understand that? I don't think he understood it the day he was born, because his brain wouldn't have been able to hold that kind of information. I know personally that certainly by the age of four, I knew that God was my heavenly father, that Jesus died on the cross for my sin, that I would spend eternity with him because I was forgiven and I was in relationship with God. So I knew that age four. Um, how much of it, the depth of it, I understood, I don't know, but it was, it was very real to me. I wonder at what stage Jesus understood his life purpose of dying on the cross as a sinless person to take the punishment and the rebellion of the whole of mankind. I mean, that's a pretty heavy thing to grow up knowing, isn't it? But at some stage, that would have become real to, to Jesus. He certainly wasn't born understanding that. We grow in understanding. When I was studying farm management, I had no concept that Jesus wanted me to plant a church. Studied farm management, came to Oxford, to Wycliffe to study three years of theology, and by the end of those three years there was a growing awareness that Mandy and I would plant a church at some point. I don't know when that understanding crept in or quite how it grew, but it was there and it became a reality for us until it was something that I knew. I don't know whether that makes sense, whether you've experienced the same kind of thing. That things that you now know, you didn't know once, but it's grown, and we've grown in the understanding of it. Jesus has walked this path ahead of us, and he understands the challenges we face as limited people 
because he himself was limited. And as we know, the Christmas story proclaims that Jesus is Emmanuel. God is with us. But he's not just with us, he really gets us. He really understands what it's like to be you and to be me because he grew up in the way that we grew up. He faced the same challenges, the same temptations. I don't know whether Jesus had the... um, you know, some of the challenges that you had this week within 48 hours of, you know, whatever it is, the plumbing breaking and the central heating stopping and the car getting a flat battery and all those kinds of things. But Jesus would have faced just the ordinary day-to-day challenges that you and I face. He really understands what it's like to be like us. Jesus was the God-man, perfectly God, fully God, and fully human at the same time. We're just focusing on that human aspect. So what I'd like you to do, you're going to have to do a bit of work this afternoon, and uh, what I'd like you to do is just around your tables to, uh, I'm going to give you three different passages from the Bible, and each table will take a passage. And if you have time, you can look at the first passage and then move on to the second one. And in these passages, we see Jesus in a very human light, overcoming some very human situations. So what I'd like you to do is just briefly read the passage together, um, discuss what you see there, and then we'll come back together again for some feedback. So you two, if you'd like to come and join in. Okay, shall we join back together again? Uh, Let's just do a quick... um, Quick feedback from each table. So table number one, what were some of the things that you noticed about Jesus from Mark chapter 3? Uh, he got hungry. People demanded a lot of things from him. Um, and I wondered if his parents and family were a bit overprotective. <laughs> some things. Yeah. To a some other stuff. Anything else there? Because in that one, his family tried to take him away because they said he's out of his mind. I mean, that's, uh, that's an interesting situation, isn't it? You saw an angel, mother, come on. <laughs> <laughs> rejection from your family, rejection from the religious leaders. Um, yeah. Okay, table number two. Uh, what did you find from Luke 4? Right. Did you notice the thing about his identity? Yeah. Yeah. Because he had just been baptized, he'd had an audible voice tell him. You are my son whom I love, with you I'm well pleased. And then every temptation there is an attack on his identity as God's son and on what he's going to be doing. Um, so heavy, heavy temptations there. Yeah. I'm not sure his family would be missing him or his family would be him. I'm not sure. 
Right, yeah. Yeah, isolation. Is a, is a, can be a big one, can't it? Yeah, thank you. And last table, Matthew 14 and John 6, telling two parts of the same story. up to that point John had been the more famous person and Jesus had, was the new guy on the scene and then suddenly John's gone so what does that mean for Jesus? Uh, Jesus had very much kept out of the way to allow John to have the limelight and yeah I hadn't thought about should he raise him from the dead but uh, you know asking the father what, what, what do I do in this situation and yeah, so some, some just very human things for Jesus to have to work through. Uh, hunger, grief, rejection, isolation, all those different kinds of things. Um, so Julian, sorry, I'm going to have to chase you back. <laughs> um, but back, we, we've already seen this one, but Hebrews 2 verse 14. Since the children have flesh and blood... He too shared in their humanity. He had to be made like them, fully human in every way. And um, I know because I've read these stories so many times, it's easy just to gloss over some of the reality of what this was like and some of the emotional trauma that would have been in there. And you know, what, what did Jesus do to deal with all this kind of thing? And how did he handle it and so on? Um, it also says in Hebrews 5 verse 7 while Jesus was here on earth he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death okay so that's the kind of prayer that Jesus was was he driven to that or was that just sort of the normal kind of prayer but uh, that's that was what was in his heart uh, needing to cry out to God and God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest, and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. So Jesus became perfect through what he suffered. He was always sinless, but he became perfect. And Jesus knew what it was like to for example, be given a bill in a restaurant that's wrong and being tempted to underpay 
when they missed something off the bill. Um, just a little integrity check that God sends us from time to time. Uh, he knew what it was like to want to take it easy, to have a comfortable life instead of serving other people and all that. Jesus knows what it's like to be you. He understands how human it is to be human and the kinds of weaknesses, the kinds of stresses that we face. And so when we face those things, he doesn't criticise us if we get things wrong. But he wants to help us. He wants to strengthen us and support us. Jesus learned through his life and he wants to help us to do the same. Jesus was made perfect through obedience to God and through suffering and he will help us on the same pathway to spiritual and emotional maturity. And uh, God willing, that's what we'll look at in the new year. One of the prophecies written uh, 600 years before Jesus was born said this in Isaiah 42. Here is my servant whom I hold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I'll put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. Or as uh, the prophecy said earlier, if you're a blade of grass and you're bent over, God doesn't trample you down, but he's, he breathes on you to bring new life. When we struggle, God won't crush us. He'll help us. He knows how hard it is. And I think this is something that God wants us to really grab hold of, that he really, really understands what it's like to be human. He knows what it's like to be like us. He knows the things that we struggle with and the things that we keep getting tripped up by and the things that we long we could to be free from. I think Jesus knew what it was like to really struggle to hear God's voice. I mean, when you've been in the desert for 40 days, you're tired and you're hungry, you're emotionally depleted because you've been in isolation that's when it's most difficult to hear God speak, isn't it? And that's when you're most vulnerable to temptation. And sometimes we have to do the, the practical bit of being restored physically and emotionally before we can do the spiritual bit. Um, so sometimes I go for a walk before I read my Bible because uh, I know that I'll get more out of the Bible if I've done the physical restoration first. Um, so, as I said, God willing, next time we'll take a, a look at some of the ways in which we can get closer, grow closer to God, becoming stronger in our faith and growing in spiritual maturity. But uh, as you think of the Christmas story, as we go through that season, uh, just think about the, hum the humanity of Jesus and what it was like for him to be a limited baby born in a human body.